You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Christians should use their resources to make friends and impact the future. Meaning, Christians should use their resources to win souls and store up treasures in heaven. Remember that time, talent and treasure? He said, like that unjust steward, use the resources that really belong to the master to win souls or to make friends and build the future. God has blessed you with time, talent, and treasure. This will look different for every believer, but we all have the same objective. Today, Pastor Dion shares in his message how you should use your resources to win souls and store up treasure in heaven. You'll be held accountable for what the Master has given you. Don't try to compare your good works with your neighbors because they'll be blessed differently and will be judged accordingly. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 16 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Well, growing up, I did a lot of construction, building our family home. It was a 4,000-square-foot home, and we built it one section at a time. I wasn't the designer. My dad was. I was just the gopher, the grunt, the peon. In fact, I still think that the only reason my parents had me is because they needed free labor. I mean, because I dug footings, I mixed cement, I cut lumber, I hung sheetrock, I plastered walls, and I laid tile. Today, 35 years later, I'm still building. But for a different boss, Jesus is the one that I work for now. And it's his house that's under construction. He is the designer the architect, the project manager, the contractor. In fact, here are Jesus' own words about this. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus said, read with me, I will build my church, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. So Jesus is in fact building his house or a church. The church or the house that Jesus is building isn't composed of cement and lumber or metal, but it's composed of believers in Jesus. Everybody say believers. Every believer is a brick in this spiritual house. So whether it's Stephen or Ray or Ron or John Carlo or Stephen... Or Valerie, the idea is all of us are bricks in this house. Go ahead and do a fist bump to this person you're sitting next to. We're blocks, bricks in this spiritual house. In fact, Peter explained it like this to his congregation in 1 Peter chapter 2. Read this out loud with me. And you are living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. You guys got that? 
So as believers, we're part of a living network. A living network that is, that is kind of similar to our physical bodies. Our physical bodies are composed of a variety of active systems. Skeletal, circulatory, digestive, nervous, respiratory, molecular, cellular. A lot of different systems compose this body. And the Apostle Paul actually used this very analogy about all of us in church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 says this. Paul is writing to the church. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, we believers have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. Read this last part out loud with me. All of us together are Christ's body. Isn't that awesome? Now, Paul also said, not only are we believers, you know, are, are we believers part of Christ's body, but each of us has a responsibility. Not only are we all part of the body, but we all have a responsibility. God has given each of us gifts to help in the body's construction. So kind of like my parents needed some free labor, the Lord wants you to participate in this project. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says this, a gift has been given to each of us so we can invest in each other. I'll read that part again, okay? A gift has been given to each of us so we can, everybody, invest in each other. You see, listen, guys. The Lord blesses each of us with these things. These three, name them. Time, talent, and treasures. So we're all part of this body, the body of Christ. Each of us are spiritual stones. All of us are part of the body, and all of us have a responsibility. He gives each of us gift so that we can be able to help in the construction. What is the gift? Well, we have it. Time, talent, and treasure. Say it out loud. Time, talent, and treasure. And listen, some may get more of those than others do, right? But, you know, the quantity isn't relevant. It's how we manage the measure we get. Some of you might have more time than others. Some of you might have more talent than others. Some of people have more, you know, finance or resource than others. But it's not the quantity that we get. Again, it is how we manage with what we get. How we manage. The measure that we get is what's relevant and important. So stop comparing, coveting, or complaining. Be content with the measure that you were given and get busy. Paul said to take the measure you have and do this. Everybody what? It's what? It's time to invest. Now, Paul's statement when he says, hey, listen, guys, you are a part of the body. Everybody has a responsibility. Every one of you has been given a gift, time, talent, and treasure. So it's time to invest. 
Paul, when he said that, wasn't compulsive. He wasn't trying to squeeze it out of us. Kind of like the man in a restaurant who ran over, put his arms around, and squeezed a little girl who was choking on a nickel. When the nickel popped out, the girl's mother was so grateful. You really are good at that, she told the man. Are you a doctor? No, he replied. I'm an IRS agent. Squeezing money out of people is what they do. Well, some people feel the same way about preachers and pastors. Squeezing money out of people. Listen, Paul wasn't trying to squeeze anything out of us. When he urged us to invest, he was hoping that we would realize our responsibility. We are stewards of what God has blessed us with. This time, talent, and treasure. When he said it's time to invest, he wasn't trying to squeeze you for anything. He was hoping we would recognize our responsibility and that we are stewards with what God blessed us with. A steward is someone who manages things that belong to someone else. Our time, our talent, and our treasure, our money and possessions, are on loan to us from the Lord. Our time, talent, and treasure, whatever measure you have, hey, listen, it is on loan to us from the Lord. The Bible says all our money and possessions are tainted. Taint mine and taint yours. Well, that's not exactly what the Bible says, but it's close. Here's what it says. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth belongs to God. Everything in all the world is His. Did you get it? All and everything. All of it. All time, all talents, all treasure. All of it belongs to Him. So your stuff taint really yours. It's the truth. Ask any coroner or funeral home director. No one takes anything with them. When the multimillionaire John D. Rockefeller died, someone asked his accountant, how much did he leave behind? The accountant said, all of it. We come into life empty-handed, and we leave empty-handed. So everything we accumulate throughout life is on loan to us from the Lord. And he expects us to make some wise or shrewd investments with what he's given us. Jesus used another parable or story to teach us this. Let's continue. Luke chapter 16, verse 1. Jesus also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? 
For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. Uh, I have resolved what to do. When I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. We'll stop right there. See, the parable Jesus gave before this one was of a prodigal son who wasted his inheritance. Now Jesus points to a prodigal steward who was wasting his master's wealth, squandering his master's money. Now there are a lot of people who complain that they're cursed with expensive tastes and little money. This guy decided to use his master's money to get what he wanted. And someone noticed his cheating and brought an accusation to the master. In fact, that word accusation in the Greek means a diabolical report. Because that's exactly what it made the master do. <gasps> really? So the master, when he heard about this, he issued a pink slip. You are under investigation, he told the steward. Your accounts are being reviewed or scrutinized. The unjust steward knew that he was guilty and that he would be fired. So he quickly called all of those with an open account with, their, with his master and he discounted their debt. All in a scheme to make friends. He discounted the debt of all these people who had an open account, he discounted the debt all in a scheme to make friends. Then Jesus applauded the unjust steward. The word is he commended him. Not for his criminal conduct, of course. But for his shrewdness. Because he was wise. The steward used, what the steward did is, the unjust steward used his master's resources to invest in the future. And Jesus said the sons of light, or Christian believers, should do the same thing. Use their master's resources to make friends and invest in the future. Christians should use their resources to make friends and impact the future. Meaning, Christians should use their resources to win souls and store up treasures in heaven. Remember that time, talent and treasure? He said, like that unjust steward, use the resources that really belong to the master to win souls or to make friends and build the future, 
we should do the same. So Christians should use their resources to win souls and store up treasure in heaven, Jesus said. And this wasn't the first time Jesus said this. Obviously, this message was important enough to repeat. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, records Jesus on the same subject. Let's read it. Don't store up treasures here on earth where they can erode away or may be stolen. Store them in heaven where they will never lose their value and are safe from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. Now, did you notice the first part of it? Jesus said, he, was, he taught, don't store up for yourself. Say it out loud. Don't. Why do you think he said that? Because he knows us. Te conozco, Mosco, Jesus was saying. I know you. He knows us. Jesus knows that we have a predisposition or a bend towards, everybody say the word. Like the unjust steward, we tend to use the resources in our control for our own lusts, greeds, and wants. See, we are always wanting. We're always wanting something. Something nicer, something bigger, something faster, something newer, something thinner. Just one more. We want. It doesn't matter that we don't need it or we'll rarely use it. We want it. We sound a lot like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. We want it. We need it. Must have my precious. An Old Testament character in the book of Joshua acted just like Gollum. Here's the story. You want to hear the story? God had commanded the Israelites not to touch any of the treasures from the city of Jericho that he conquered. You remember the Israelites came and they were going to occupy the promised land. They came out to Jericho, and as they were going in to conquer it, God gave a command. None of the stuff in Jericho, none of the loot, I want you to leave it there. You can't have it. It belongs to me. After all, I'm the one who conquered Jericho. It was God who brought down the wall. It was God who confused Jericho's army. The treasure belonged to the Lord. Everything is his and belongs to him in Jericho. But Achan's want or greed got the best of him. He boosted some gold, silver, and a designer Babylonian robe and hid it in his tent. When Israel faced off with the next city, the next enemy, what should have been an easy victory turned into an embarrassing and humiliating defeat. They got their butts kicked. Joshua came to the Lord and asked God for an answer. And the Lord told Joshua, here is why that happened. There is sin in the camp. 
Joshua made quick work of investigating, and Achan was discovered. They searched Achan's tent and found the hidden loot that belonged to God. Achan was severely punished. It cost him his life and the lives of his family. Be careful with greed. It will seduce you right out of peace, right out of contentment. It will seduce you out of security. Ask any gambler or any person in bankruptcy court. See, we cannot forget that the blessing of this life, all the blessings of this life are on loan to us. And we will be accountable. Hope you haven't stolen from God. Hope you haven't stolen from God like Achan or the Jews of Malachi's day. God called the Jews of Malachi's day out on the carpet and challenged them with this statement. Malachi chapter 3, here's God. Will a man rob God? Surely not. And yet you have robbed me. What do you mean? When did we ever rob you? They, they said. You have robbed me of tithes and offerings due to me. And so the awesome curse of God is cursing you. For your whole nation has been robbing me. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be food enough in my temple. If you do, I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Try it. Let me prove it to you. Your crops will be large, for I will guard them from insects and plagues. Your grapes won't shrivel away before they ripen, says the Lord Almighty. I don't think Jesus got much applause the day he taught it either. So God challenged the Old Testament Jews back through Malachi. And we New Testament Christians are challenged by Jesus in this parable. Where he says, be wise or shrewd with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Use it to make friends, to win souls and to secure a future for the lost. Tithing, volunteering, sharing will prove to be successful investing. Jesus went on to say that how we use our money will determine how God will use us. I thought that would surprise you. I'm going to say it again. Jesus goes on to say that how we use our money will determine how God will use us. He says if we are faithful with the little thing called money, we will be faithful with the big thing called true riches. As we cling to the simple Jesus' life changed history. When he came to earth, everything people knew shifted, and a new way of interacting with God began. Jesus shows you how to live, how to love, and how to devote yourself fully to sharing the truth of God's Word. As you continue to discover the details of your incredible Savior's life, we pray you long to be more like Him. 
Seek Him in all you do and let Him change your heart to be more like His. We're so glad that you tuned in today for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke. We'd like to encourage you to spend even more time studying the Word, learning about Jesus' life in this and the other Gospel books. Ask the Holy Spirit to accompany you as you read and point out the passages that He knows your heart needs to hear. We'd love to pray for you during this series as well, so please let us know how we can specifically be lifting you up to the Lord. Give us a call at 505-753-4363. That's 505-753-4363. Do you live in the Española area? If so, come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. Find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, we invite you to join us virtually through Facebook, where we live stream all of our services. Just follow the link to Facebook that you'll find at tmcalvary.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us again next time right here on The Simple Truth. for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we